Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be life, work, and relationship balance. Well, I've got two emails I'm going to go through with you today, and both of them are from women. I've get, lately, I'm getting a lot of really good emails from the ladies. That's why I'm doing so many of them. Plus, I've, for years, ladies have gone, can you do more videos for women? Well, the reason I answer all these different videos is so men and women both can get a different perspective on what each of them goes through. Because the idea is whether you're a man or a woman, if you learn the fundamentals that are taught in my book, it will give you the upper hand not just in your intimate personal relationships but in all your relationships. And At the end of the day, just like it says on my website, life is relationships. Everything we do is interacting with other people and if you understand why people do what they do it'll help your life be a hell of a lot easier and more effortless as you go through it so I have a quote that I wrote on this particular topic we're going to go through because both of these women are the first one is kind of struggling with balance in her lifestyle and her business she's got a business she's building on the side and she's working basically a BS job to give her income so she can pay her bills. And the second one is a woman who's very successful in her career. She refers to herself as an alpha female, but she tends to struggle in her relationships. And you can see part of her problem is, is understanding the difference between masculine and feminine energy. She wants a strong alpha male type of guy, but because she's so successful in her career, she has a hard time relinquishing control and submitting and let the guy take things without the relationship totally going off the rails. She even says she's only been following me for a short period of time and she says she disagrees with a lot of things that I teach guys to do but what's so funny about that is she talks about how she likes guys that pursue her yet she starts telling the story about the guy that she's actually dating and it's just one of the reasons why just more further evidence of why it's so hard for men, the average guy, to figure out women and what they really want. I mean even the great Sigmund Freud who's the founder of modern psychology, that was one, one question he could not answer is what a woman wanted. And so what's funny about the email is that she says that she wants one thing but then she starts talking about the guy that she's actually involved with yet she's pursuing this guy and she doesn't even – make the connection which it's very amusing so let's go through the quote and then we'll jump right into the first woman's email and the quote says most people do not feel comfortable comfortable enough in their own skin to stand up for themselves what they want and how they want to be treated when their beliefs and how they view themselves are in conflict with their goals dreams and outcomes this makes it impossible to create the life and lifestyle they really want the story that they tell themselves gets in the way and prevents them from taking the action they need to take in order to move towards what they want and overcome the challenges and obstacles that are always a part of everyone's journey to achieving their grandest goals and dreams. Since we tend to do more to avoid pain and discomfort than we will do to gain pleasure and success, we must always be aware of our self-talk and limiting beliefs so we can take action that will move us towards our outcomes and goals. Otherwise, we will make excuses and take actions that only move us away from our dream lives and lifestyles. 
So let's go through the first woman's email. She says, hi, Coach Corey. Thank you so much for the work that you do. I have been following you for a year now, and I'm always sad on Sundays when there's no coaching newsletter to watch. Well, I've got about 2,000 other videos that you can watch and articles, and there's no way that you could have possibly watched all of them. So if you're feeling like you need to get a Coach Corey Wayne fix, go to my YouTube channel or my website. There's something on there that you haven't seen before. Unless, of course, you've been following me from the very beginning, which is quite possible. But for the majority of people watching this, you can literally spend a year or two and not be able to watch and read everything that I've written over the years. I really want to have a phone coaching session with you, but it costs a month's wages. When I have the money, I will contact you to arrange one, but I'm donating some now to say thank you. And this is actually the third email of hers that I've answered in a video newsletter because she always writes good, interesting emails that I think make great topics for videos. Sometimes I feel I have perfect synchronicity with your videos. You'll talk about the exact thing that's happening to me that day. You've answered two of my emails before. First one, women love a real man. And the other one is dating, it's all in the numbers. But after a year of really focusing on my life and making the best of myself, I feel like it's backfiring and I'm having a lot of trouble at the moment. Well, one of the things that Tony Robbins says is problems are a sign of life. And the older you get, the more successful you become and the more things you have going on in your life, your challenges just tend to get bigger and more complicated. And it's overcoming those challenges. It's just part of your journey. Now, the average person, just like I was talking about in the quote in the beginning, when they want to move towards something that they want and it feels good, most of the time, their beliefs and the story that they tell themselves are in conflict with their goals. And so therefore, because people will do more to avoid pain than they'll do to gain pleasure, they tend to take action that actually ends up taking them away from their outcomes and goals because doing things that may be unpleasant or uncomfortable, they tend to move away from that. And the bottom line is no matter what you do in life, you have to become good at tolerating rejection, criticism, and shit not going according to plan. But years later, five, ten years later, when you look back in your life, you're able to see that, wow, everything actually lined up perfectly. But it's like when you're going through that, when you're going through that difficult part of the journey, you can never, you just can't see it. It's like Steve Jobs said, you can only connect the dots looking back on your life. You just can't, it's like, it's like an endless staircase and the end of the staircase is where you wanna be. That's where your goals are. That's where the success is. But it's like when you start on it, it's like if you're in Florida and you want to drive to California, there's no way to see what the destination is like because you have to drive the journey. And it's the same thing when you start off, when you set a goal or you decide you want to do something or become something. It's like when I started this business. I didn't know, I mean, YouTube didn't even exist when I first started this business and that's one of the things that's made my business grow like crazy over the years is my YouTube channel. And so 99% of the time when you start out on a journey to create something, especially if you're the entrepreneurial type like I am, or even when you're starting a career, you don't, you're just simply not going to know what it's going to take to make the life and lifestyle you want a reality. It's like a leap of faith. It's like one of my favorite quotes by St. Augustine. He said, 
Faith is believing in what you do not yet see. And the reward for this faith is to see what you believed. You have to take action. You got to move towards what you want. And if there's something that you have to do that seems like it's going to be uncomfortable, like if you're a guy that is really shy around women, you're going to have to talk to women. That's the bottom line. You're going to have to talk to other people. Like one of the things that I did which was so beneficial when I was younger is I worked on a lot of customer service type of industries where I was forced to interact with other people of all types. And when you do that, you get good at talking to other people. I was once really shy in high school, but when I turned 18, when I was working for other people, I got a lot of customer service experience. I attended bar when I was in college for several years. So that's where I developed my people skills. And so if you're not good with people and you want to become good with people, get a job where you interact with other people in a customer service type of way. And if you already have a career but you just don't interact with a lot of people, go get a part-time job where you can do something interacting with other human beings. It will help you tremendously with your sales skills and your social skills and being able to talk to other people. I quit my job and focused on building my own business six months ago. Well, the best way if you're an entrepreneur and you want to build a business is to keep a job where you can earn a decent living and pay your bills while you build your business on the side. I've done it both ways and quite frankly, the best way, the most balanced way to do it is to have a job where you're able to pay your bills and build your business on the side and then as your business takes off, you can work less and less for other people and more and more for yourself unless of course you're independently wealthy and have a shitload of money in the bank. But eventually, you know, if you think your business is going to take two or three years for it to take off or to figure out your biggest business model, more than likely it's going to take four or five or even six years. And that's, that's just the way it is. And that's why most people never really achieve the level of success that they're capable of is because they don't like feeling uncomfortable. They want safety. They want security. They want a steady paycheck. And most people just don't persevere with things long enough and if you – aren't pursuing something that you love and you're passionate about, as soon as you run into your first obstacle, you're just going to give up because you're really not that committed to it. The ideas, I, the ideas flowed freely and I worked my ass off and got it together in four months but I ran out of money. So you didn't have enough working capital. I realized that all I wanted when the business was fairly successful was to move to the mountains, get a collie, do some track days on my bike and help people make the best of themselves, which is what the business was all about. Sounds like a good, noble outcome, good, noble goal. It's just you have to adapt your plan, and that's the way it is. I mean, I waited tables for 10 months at 39 years old. I used to have nightmares when I was in my late 20s and my early 30s. Anytime I got stressed in my business, I had this nightmare where I woke up and I was tending bar again back at the restaurant that I worked at when I was in my early 20s. And I would wake up thinking, oh my god, I didn't study for a test. I'm not going to pass this class. And that class is only offered once a year, so I'm going to have to wait a whole fucking year to retake that class. And it would take three or four minutes before I realized, oh, it was just a dream. And then there I was, 39 years old, years later, doing exactly what was like my worst nightmare. But I was willing to do it because it was a means to an end. And when you believe in yourself and you know that eventually you'll figure things out, you're willing to work bullshit jobs and suck it up no matter how successful you've been. In. That's the way life tends to work. Life tends to humble people. And you realize it in the big scheme of things, I mean, think about it. We're like a, 
And this, and the, when you look out in the universe at night and you see all the stars that are up there, and we're really like not even a drop in an infinite ocean. We're like one grain of sand on a beach that goes on forever and ever. We're really not that important individually. I'm not really motivated by money and buying things and I've always lived a simple life. No TV, just music, learning and interesting things. So I figured I could move to the mountains, be halfway to the lifestyle I want and use the money from my day job to build my business. That's a good approach. It's a good sound plan. However, after moving back into the real world, I've totally lost my way. So you're, you're running into an obstacle. Things aren't working out as you had hoped or had planned. That's just life. Get fucking used to it. It's the way it is. Life throws you curveballs. This is what makes you strong. And these are the kinds of times where you really get tested. How committed are you to your outcome? How much do you really want it? That's why it's so important when you choose a purpose or a mission in life that it's something that you love. In other words, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 10. 10 being you love it, 1 being you hate it. And if it's not a total 10, when you run into these type of moments where you're like, ah, did I really choose the right thing? That's where you really question it. And this is where most people typically quit and give up. And they play it safe the rest of their lives. And then they never reach their full potential. In my free time, I'm totally happy with my life and so grateful for what I have. My room is nice. I have an in-suite. I use the gym and pool as much as I want. The hours are great. And I'm right in the middle of the English mountains. I have incredible rides out on my bike and I go horseback riding, shooting, paddle boarding and loads of other things in my free time. Great. So you've got a great lifestyle. That's so important. Because when you're enjoying your life and your lifestyle, you're going to be more attractive to members of the opposite sex. I've worked really hard on myself to get in great shape, to be warm, kind, generous person and develop my understanding of people and people skills so I can be a great friend, sister, daughter and girlfriend. That's awesome. That's a great outcome and that's what you should be focusing on. However, because I've never met anyone apart from you and your followers who really want to have a great life, I'm constantly feeling disappointed and frustrated because everybody reacts to me in a really peculiar way. Well. The reality is most people that you're going to encounter in life are living at low levels of consciousness. They're not open to the things that you and I and everybody else that's watching this video are into and that's just the way it is. The more successful you become, the more people are going to want things from you and the more, the bigger whatever it is that you're doing grows, the more you're going to have people that are just miserable fucking assholes. They're going to project their self-hatred and self-loathing onto you in an attempt to feel better about themselves. So you have to get good at letting that shit roll off your sleeves. If you don't believe me, just start your own fucking YouTube channel and start talking about things that you like or doing videos of things that you like. There's lots of miserable assholes out there. That's one of the reasons why my assistant, I have her moderate all the comments because I don't – I mean there's so many miserable fucking people on YouTube or Facebook. It's just – Somebody's an asshole and they're not like-minded. They just get blocked and banned from the community. And I don't even read – for the most part, I don't even read that shit anymore because it's just – it doesn't add any value to my life because there's so many nasty people. And the people I do interact with and comment with are people that are kind, that are appreciative. They're just like – they just want to learn. Being around people is becoming really difficult as I find like I'm having to deal with their insecurities and a lot of criticism that they're throwing at me left, right and center rather than enjoying some friendships. Well, like I said, like Wayne Dyer said, it's never crowded along the extra mile. 
And the more you live at higher levels of consciousness, the more you're going to run into these dipshits. And that's why it's so important to create a life and lifestyle with the kind of people that you like and you enjoy. And just tune out the rest of the losers because the world is full of miserable people, unfortunately. But by becoming a better version of yourself, you unconsciously give everybody else permission to rise up to your level. Because I do weight training, run up mountains and have a super bike and can work an electric drill, the people I meet usually put me down or talk down to me like I'm a stupid little girl trying to make me jealous or they fall in love with the way I look and contact me several times a day. I've been here two months and I blocked eight guys' numbers and I've had three notes posted on my door from shy guys. That's one of the reasons why my book is How to Be a 3% Man. You're dealing with the 97%ers out there and you see that as you become happier and you become in better shape, you're more attractive and you get noticed more and you see how many fucking wussies are out there. I've never really had any girlfriends as I've never met anyone with similar interests and values. Well, the older I get, the smaller my circle of friends and family, people that I'm really close to and have real authentic, genuine relationships have become. When I was younger, I mean I had literally hundreds of people. I would go out when I was in South Florida with my buddies and I have just – all night I was running into people I knew and I thought they were all my friends and I thought they all cared. And as I got older, I realized that they just weren't in the same place and it's like you know, it was really after high school that I just started leaving people behind and you're going to have to do that. If you are a high achiever, you're going to have to get used to leaving people behind that may be really close to you at this point and that's just the way it is. It's not your responsibility to drag them along. If they won't step up to your level, love them, leave them, bless them, wish them well but you got to focus on taking care of you first. It's like what Wayne Dyer said, you can't get sick enough or poor enough or get mad enough or upset enough or depressed enough to help one single other person. So there's no reason to feel bad about the fact that most of the people you're going to encounter in life are shitheads. That's the way it is. At work, the managers are bullies and everyone bitches about each other, the food, the weather, the pay and the customers which is why I don't really enjoy anyone's company. What well, sounds like you just need to look for a better job with better quality people instead of torturing yourself. So read the article that I did, how to get any job you want and keep the job that you got so you can pay your bills but be looking for something better. That way you can take your time to find a place for people whose level of consciousness is a little higher. Maybe go work for somebody who owns their own business, who's successful at it because they'll inspire you. Nobody appreciates anything but I found people are the same wherever you go. Most people just don't give a shit about being a good person or being truly happy so I can't keep leaving places to escape people. Well, sometimes you got to create what you want to be a part of. Take your time and find a better place to work with more like-minded people. The idea is to always be improving the quality of your life and it sounds like the place that you're working sucks and you're dealing with a lot of low-level consciousness people. It's time to be looking for something better. Don't stick around and work a shit job. All you're going to do is it's going to have a negative effect on your happiness. I love it. It's beautiful. I just don't know how to deal with the constant criticism, questioning and attitude of everyone. Well, you don't have any control over what these people do or how they show up. You only have a cho- The only choice you have is to decide what it means to you. This has also made me lose a mo- lot of motivation for my business and the hope that I can help people in some way but I'm not giving up. 
That's the important thing. You got to persevere anyways, even when it sucks. Because most people, the place that you're in right now, this is where most people quit, give up, and they never step beyond their comfort zone ever again. They just say, this is my lot in life. This sucks. I'm never going to get any better. And unfortunately, when they get on their deathbed, they have nothing but regrets. And that's a fucking tragedy. I'm just stuck right now. I do everything on my own because I find it exhausting being with other people. But recently, I've really become a recluse, avoiding people as much as I can because I'm getting so tired or angry about other people's comments. The important thing is to find a way to enjoy your life even when you're by yourself. When I'm not hanging out with anybody, I have a hell of a fucking great time. I enjoy being alone. Maybe being alone and by yourself for a while is a good thing. Because if you can't be happy by yourself, you're certainly not going to be happy with other people. Even when I stop for petrol, there's a comment about being a woman on a bike. Don't forget, don't forget your kickstand, darling. She says, I know you idiot. Or when I go out for dinner, alone? Oh my god, what's wrong with you? These kinds of comments. Well, people who are in a relationship and they run across other people who are single, they think in order to feel better about themselves, they want to gently nudge you to be more like them. Like attracts like. Misery loves company. Again, you, you have a choice to decide whether this shit's going to bother you or not. And you're letting things get to you that you just really shouldn't. You're making that conscious choice. So be aware of it. Living this way isn't possible much longer. I know I need to change something. It's a good idea to change your job. I just don't know what or how. Is this the price you pay for having the highest expectations for your own life? This is part of becoming self-aware. You realize how fucked up the world really is. And you're a leader. The word lead means to go first. And the more successful you become, the more you can inspire other peoples to do the same thing. This is part of your journey. The things that are the most difficult and the most challenging to go through, once you're past them, eventually they become your greatest strengths. It's one of the reasons why I'm, I've become such a good coach. It's why I have such great reviews on my YouTube channel and my book on Amazon as well as the iTunes bookstore because I've gone through a lot of shit in my life and I've overcome it. I persevere and that's why people that are in those difficult places, why I'm able to give them a hand up and help them get through it. Or do you think I might have a serious attitude problem to sort out because I wish other people would live their lives to the fullest? Notice what she said there. You want reality to be different than it is. You have to accept the fact that most people are shitheads. That's the way it is. So they are happy in themselves and stop being mean to other people or leave me alone to live mine. Can you give me a proverbial slap around the face or any advice? Let it go. You're getting all worked up over things you just shouldn't be getting worked up over. Focus on making you happy. Definitely sounds like you need to change your job. But everything else sounds great. Think about it this way. You, the more you can do things that are going to make the quality of the people in your life go up, do more of that. So let's go to the second woman's email. She says, hi, Corey. I found your videos on YouTube a few days ago and since I've watched a ton of your videos, I love your fun and realistic approach to relationships. You're cute. Are you hitting on me? You naughty girl. And your videos are fun to watch. Here's my situation. I'm a 31-year-old, extremely attractive, single mother of two children. Well, I commend you for being a single mom. That's awesome. It's one of the greatest responsibilities and one of the greatest honors a person can have is being a parent. I work in top-level management for a successful corporation and I am one of two women in an all-male-run company. 
I consider myself an alpha female as I like to be the one who wears the pants in a relationship. So it sounds like you're more comfortable in your masculinity. But since I've already read your email, it's obvious that you're more of a feminine woman. So what would really help you is to read my book 10 to 15 times so you can better understand yourself so you can see which guys get it and which guys don't and which guys potentially you can help along and which guys are absolutely fucking hopeless. And because you like to wear the pants, if you like to date masculine guys, alpha males, and you're trying to wear the pants, you know, there's, then you got too many chiefs and not enough Indians and that is not going to work. So you have to get comfortable letting go and letting the guy have control. But only relinquish that control if the guy shows that he's worthy. And reading my book will help you see which guys get it and which guys don't. And just like the woman in the previous email, most of the guys that you're going to encounter, they just don't get it. They're 97 percenters. So you have to become good and quick at dismissing them. I like to make the decisions, make the money, and call the shots. So maybe you came from a family where your mom ran the show or maybe you grew up without a father or a father figure. So you learned to be tough. You basically learned to be a man even though you're a feminine woman. I like being chased and doted over. That's what society says. You got to have a guy chase you. Well, what I teach is that guys really only need to do pursuing for about the first two to three weeks. Because feminine energy is all about opening up to receive love, bonding, connecting, relationships. And the more a woman feels attraction for you, the more of your time she's going to want. And every woman I've ever dated and had a relationship with, they all pursue. They might, most of them are not going to pursue in the beginning. But once they get past those first two to three weeks, they just kind of pick up the ball and they run with it. That's just the way it is. I didn't make women this way. I didn't make feminine energy this way. I'm just here to help you decipher it. I love lots of attention and I am not turned off by a lot of communication by a man unless he is physically unattractive to me. Now this is part of the story that you tell yourself. This is the kind of guy I want, a guy that pursues me relentlessly. However, the guy that she's writing to me about, he doesn't do that. Isn't that interesting? There's a chapter in my book where I talk about that. What women say they want and what they emotionally respond to are two different things. That's why my book will really help you see that and understand that. My problem is that I am physically attracted to a very masculine man, i.e. tall, beard, etc. But those guys seem to be alpha males and I butt heads with them because they are just as stubborn as I am. Well, got to stop trying to be the man in your relationship because it's not going to work. The only guys that you're going to be able to get along with are guys that you can dominate unless you change your behavior. But you should only submit and go along with guys that get it. And again, my book will help you decipher which ones do and which ones don't, which ones are worthy and which ones you need to kick to the curb. I tend to disagree with a lot of the advice you give to the men out there simply because it goes against how I would want to be courted by a man. Well, If you look at all the reviews on Amazon and iTunes, they fucking speak for themselves. You look at all the positive comments under each video, all the people that post their success stories and all the success stories that I read in videos, I mean, I really don't care if you don't agree with what I teach. What I teach works. It's the way men and women are. And if you got a problem with it, you got to speak to the big man upstairs. I'm just here to, I'm just a messenger. For example, 
If I ask a guy if he's also seeing or sleeping with anyone else, I expect a straightforward, honest response. That's fine. However, you can't go out on a first date with somebody that may be dating several other women that he may be further along with and expect him to be exclusive with you. And if you're going to have sex with somebody that you're not exclusive with, you should be practicing safe sex. I am very turned off if a guy tries to skirt or laugh off a question like that. It tells me that they have a problem with tactful assertiveness and they don't respect my sexual health. Well, again, you can't go from not knowing somebody to meeting them or going out on one date and expect them to be exclusive with you. It's just simply not going to work. And the reality is most women that are single tend to have two or three different guys that they're dating. They might be sleeping with all of them. They may be sleeping with one of them. They may be sleeping with none of them. And that is just the way it is. All relationships start off as casual affairs. That's the reality of it. It doesn't mean you have to sleep with every guy that you date. But if you are going to share yourself with somebody and you expect to be exclusive, you can't do it after one or two dates. You're just going to scare the guy away the same way that most guys scare women away. Recently, I've been dating a man that was very pursuant of me in the beginning when I was less interested. Remember, she says she wants the guy to do all the pursuing, but here's a guy that's basically doing exactly what I teach. But then when I began to fall in love with him and how attentive he was, I became more pursuant and affectionate of him in return. He pulled back a lot and it has really hurt my attraction to him. Well, you got to think of dating like a game of tennis. If he backs off, then you should back off. That's part of what my book can help you with. Because if if you start calling, whether you're a guy or a girl, if you're pursuing and you notice the other person is just kind of taking you for granted or they're not as enthusiastic to hear from you as they once were, the worst thing you can do is to continue pursuing and continue trying to force things, which is what most people tend to do when they're in that situation. So it's okay to pursue and you're naturally doing it even though what did you tell me in the beginning of your email? I want a guy that does all the pursuing for me. Well, this guy started pursuing you and then you started reaching out to him more even though you said you don't pursue. You prefer the guy to do it. He backs off. You should back off as well. Again, it's like a game of tennis. You hit the ball over the net. You got to wait for the other person to hit the ball back. If you call and he doesn't return your call right away or he doesn't return your text right away, be okay with him getting back to you. Maybe he's busy. But if you get pissed off and you get upset, it doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. It's going to turn the other person off, especially if they've got a healthy self-esteem. Again, if you read my book, it would really help you. I feel like he's playing games and I'm looking for authenticity. Well, maybe you over-pursued him to the point where you came off as needy, desperate, and controlling and that turned him off. And just from the tone of your email, that's what it sounds like more than likely you have done because again, you like to wear the pants. Now that you really like this guy, you're starting to fall in love with him, you care about him, therefore the thought of potentially losing him scares you and you don't want to lose him. You fear losing him and typically what you fear you attract and what you look at disappears. 
And so if you fear losing him and you notice he's slipping away, you have to do the opposite of what you think you should do, which is let him go. Do nothing. Wait to hear from him. Because then when he hasn't heard from you in a day or two, then he starts to respect you a little bit more and miss you. And then he'll reach out to you or he'll return that phone call if he hasn't gotten back to you quickly. You always have to look at what the other person is doing. Look at what they do, not what they say. What kind of advice can you give to a woman like me? Read my book 10 to 15 times. It'll really help you understand the give and take so you can feel comfortable pursuing. But if you see the other person starting to take you for granted, then you just back off a little bit. Because that, what that communicates to you is when the other – the quickest way to get somebody else's attention is to remove yours. And when you're giving a lot of your attention to somebody and they start to take it for granted, you can communicate. If they're not doing something that you don't – or they're not treating you the way you want to be treated, you can tell them. But if they still don't change, if they still are dismissive or they just act like you're just a dime a dozen – the best thing that will create attraction in the other person is scarcity. Scarcity creates value. When someone treats you like you have no value, become scarce in their life. If they care, they'll reach back out. And if they don't, you'll know where you stand because you won't hear from them. Why would you want to spend your time with somebody who doesn't treat you like they value you? I feel like there is no place for me in the world of love well, that's a positive limiting belief unless I want to settle. Well, you definitely shouldn't settle. You're not going to be happy if you settle anyway. But you have to learn to balance out your feminine and your masculine energies. You need your masculine energy during the day when you're in your career. But when it comes to your personal life, you need to become okay with letting a guy take control and direction. And obviously, you do that. But I would say from this, what this guy is doing – and from the tone of your email, you're probably over-pursuing and coming off as needy and desperate and it turns him off. He starts to value you less as opposed to a true equal. Because as an alpha male myself, I don't want a woman who smothers me. I don't want a woman – because I'm, I'm abrasive. I'm like a shot of Jack Daniels. I go down rough but I, I'll leave you feeling irie afterwards. And you know, I've had girlfriends telling me, like one of them told me, you're an anal retentive jackass. Even we're still friends to this day. She'll laugh and make fun of me and tease me about that. Another girlfriend say, you're a stupid. And like, I get that. I like a woman that has a spine. I like a woman that will stand up for herself because if, if I get a woman that's weak and she doesn't have a spine, I'll walk all over her. And if I can walk all over her, I'm not going to respect her. I like a woman that will stand up to me and say, you know what? You're being a real fucking asshole, Corey. And that'll catch my attention. I want a woman. I don't want a woman who will let me walk all over her. And if you're an alpha male or an alpha female, you want a true equal, somebody that will call you out on your bullshit. Somebody that will say, "Hey, it hurt me when you did this or when you said that." Someone that will communicate like an adult, not somebody that'll just sit there and take bullshit and never stand up for themselves. I don't want an unattractive, submissive, and I'm tired of all the hot alpha assholes. Well, it's a feminine quality to pursue. So you say you want you don't want somebody a guy that's submissive. In other words, you want to you like the alpha male. Even though you say I want a guy that winds me, dines me, over pursues me if you will, but that's not the kind of guy you're dating. That's one of the things that I realized from Doc Love years ago. 
I don't want to hear about the type of guy you want. Tell me about the guy that you're actually dating. Tell me about him. What does he do? Because that's where the real truth lies. And most women, they don't make the connection. They don't make the connection that they're two different things. What they say they want and what they actually emotionally respond to are two different things. P.S. I've attached a photo of myself in case my alpha female story makes you doubt my attractiveness. Well, you're definitely an attractive lady. But like I said, you got to learn to balance out your feminine energy with your masculine energy. Know when to pursue and when to back off when you're being taken for granted. And it's just with a little tweaking in your game, reading my book, it'll help fill in the blanks and everything will be irie. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page of my website and follow the instructions for booking whichever type of coaching option works best for you and I will talk to you soon. (laughs) 